exciting episode of Pretentious Internet Theatre. I am your host, Andrew Corker, man so leet. I beat the sun up this morning. Before we get to tonight's extravaganza, I would like to talk about Megacon 2012 and our live panel that we had. Many elite listener told me that this was a panel they were looking forward to. And to them I say, of course it was. They got to read stories by Hans von Hossel. I got to read stories. We had women in costumes show up. The Joker appeared and read his tale for us. If Tom Felton would have appeared, I would have just retired on the spot because the probably couldn't get any higher then I would have come out of retirement because it's me and I know that I could easily beat that so Mr. Felton we're very sorry you were unable to show up however you and others like you can follow us on Twitter at Pit Podcast and become a fan of this program Pretentious Internet Theater on Facebook a few of the elite listeners talked to me afterwards and said there was a story they would like to hear. I even got emails from some of the elite listeners after the show, and they told me they, they sent me a link to it, a story called Cupcakes, which I'll be reading this evening. And such a story reminds me of a quote. It is by Benjamin Franklin. A great empire, like a great cake, is most easily diminished at the edges. And so with no further ado... I present to you Cupcakes, a My Little Pony fan fiction. Enjoy. Pretentious Internet Theater proudly presents Cupcakes by Sergeant Sprinkles, the world's greatest posse clown. The air was warm, the sun was shining, and all of Ponyville was having a glorious day. The town square was bustling and crowded. Busy ponies were making their busy way through the streets. All the pony folk seemed to have somewhere to be. All except Rainbow Dash. Her place was in the sky. She freely tore through the air, speeding one way and the next. She buzzed the treetops and raced the wind. The Pegasus swooped over a schoolyard, much to the delight of the children. Climbing several hundred feet, she dove, going as fast as she could. Seconds before hitting the ground, her wings flew open, and she took off back into the clear blue. Rainbow felt alive. Then she remembered that she had somewhere to be. She was supposed to meet with Pinkie Pie in five minutes. Got so caught up in her exercises that she nearly forgot. Pinkie had asked Dash to meet her at the Sugar Cube Corner at three. She didn't see why or what they'd be doing, but Dash knew that with Pinkie could be anything. She wasn't sure if she really wanted to go, though. She was so engaged with her stunts that she thought about blowing Pinkie off to continue flying. Dasha's conscience got the better of her. She knew it would hurt Pinky's feelings after all. She said it was going to be something special just for the two of them. She considered it and thought, why not? What did she have to lose? Heck, it might be more pranking. Pinky might have found a bunch more fun stuff to pull off on, folks. They'd so much fun the last time. Dash kicked it into overdrive mostly to make up for lost time, and sped to her appointment. When she walked into the store, she was immediately greeted by her host, bouncing in excitement. Yay, you're here, you're here, I've been waiting all day, said the jumping pony. Sorry if I'm a bit late, Pinky. I've been doing my afternoon exercises and lost track of time, Dash apologized. Pinky giggled and responded, 
tone, gleefully reassuring. Oh, that's okay. You're here now. What's a few more minutes? I've been so excited thinking about all the fun stuff we're going to do. I haven't stopped bouncing since I woke up. I mean, I almost forgot to breath. I'd been so happy. Dash gave a slightly uncomfortable laugh. She'd always appreciated Pinky's friendly, outgoing way of life, but her overabundant enthusiasm almost creeped her out. Dash was polite, however. If Pinky got this worked up, then it must good, whatever it was. So you're ready to get started, Rainbow Dash? I've got everything all ready, the pink one said. Dash psyched herself up. You betcha, Pinky. What do you got planned? We're going to prank somebody? I've got a couple of good ones I've been thinking about. Maybe you got some stunts you think I should try. Or maybe making cupcakes, Pinky happily announced. Baking? Dash was disappointed. Pinky, you know I'm not good baking. But remember the last time? Oh, that's no problem at all. I only need your help making them. I'll be doing most of the work, Pinky explained. Dash thought for about it for a second and replied, Well, all right, I guess that's okay. What exactly do you need me to do? That's the spirit. Here you go. Pinky handed Dash a cupcake. Dash was puzzled. Thought I was helping you bake. You will be. I made this one just for you before you got here. So, this is like taste testing or something. Sort of, Pinky said. Dash struggled and popped the pastry in her mouth. She chewed a bit and swallowed. Not bad. Okay, now what? Dash asked. Now, Pinky informed, you take a nap. Upon hearing that, Dash felt lightheaded. Her world spun and seconds later, she dropped to the floor. When Dash regained consciousness, she found herself in a dark room. She tried to shake her head, but found that the taut leather strap kept it firmly in place. She struggled to move, but the braces around her chest and limbs glued her to upright planks. Her legs were spread wide apart. The only part of her not tied down were the wings as the frame was backless. As she read, Pinky jumped into a line of sight. Goody, you're awake. Now we can get started. She gleefully stated. She's pushing a cart covered with a cloth. Pinky, what's going on? I can't move, Dash said in a worry. Well, Dar, you're tied down, Pinky chided. That's why you can't move. Didn't think you needed to be told that. But why? What's happening? I thought you said I was going to help make cupcakes. You are helping. You see, I ran out of the special ingredient, and I need you to get more. Special ingredient? Dash was now breathing heavily and starting to panic. What special ingredient? He giggled and responded, You silly! Dash's eyes widened. Her face contorted in fear. She started to laugh. Ooh, really got me there, Pinkie Pie. I mean, tricking me into thinking I'm going to get made into a cupcake. Gotta tell you, this is the best prank yet. Pinky giggled even more. Aw, oh, thanks, Dash, but I haven't done pranks today, so I can't accept your praise. Dash was struggling again. Pinky, come on, this isn't funny. Then why were you laughing? Pinky grabbed a cloth and wiped it off the cart. The top of the tray contained various sharp medical tools and knives carefully organized and ready. There was a medicine bag and several other objects next to them. Dash was now in full panic mode. She was starting to hyperventilate. Mine was racing, and she tried to reason with the pink pony. You can't do this, Pinky. I'm your friend. I know you are, and that's why I'm so happy that I've got you here. Get to share your last moments together, just you and me, she was skipping again. But the other ponies will wonder where I am, 
When the clouds pile up, they'll come looking for me. Then you'll get found out. Dosh was desperate. Oh, Dosh, Pinky said. Don't worry. There are plenty of Pegasus to take care of a few clouds. Besides, no one will find out. I mean, how long do you think I've been doing this? And with that, the light suddenly came to life and showcased the rest of the room. Oh, God, no. Dosh reeled in horror. The image presented to her. The room was decorated with a typical but twisted Pinkie Pie flair. Colorful streamers of dried entrails danced above the ceilings. Brightly painted skulls of all sizes were stuck on the walls, and organs done up in pastels filled with helium tied to the tables and chairs, made of bones and flesh of past ponies. Dosh cringed at the sentiments of the table nearest to her. The heads of four folks, their eyes closed like they were sleeping, wearing party hats made from their own skin. She recognized one of them as Apple Bloom's classmate. Eyes darted back and forth and gazed up at the patchwork banner hanging from the rafters, made from several pony hides. The words, Life is a Party, were scrawled in red. Dasha's attention was stolen by a party horn unfurling and tickling her nose. She saw Pinkie Pie standing in front of her. The party pony was wearing a dress quilted from cutie marks. On her back fluttered six Pegasus wings, all different colors. As she skipped in excitement, her necklace and unicorn horns loudly clackled together. Like it? she asked. I made it myself, Dosh pleaded. Pinky, Pinky, I'm sorry if I ever did anything to you. I didn't mean it. Please let me go. I promise I won't tell anybody. Oh, Dosh, you didn't do anything. Just your number came up and, well, I don't make the rules. We can't turn back now. Rainbow Dosh was tearing up. How could this be happening? Oh, don't be sad, Dosh, Pinky said. Look, this'll cheer you up. I brought you a friend. Out of seemingly nowhere, Pinky displayed a blue and yellow painted skull. It was about pony-sized. Then it had a very defining feature, a beak. Dash was freaking out. Is... is that... is that... Hey, Dash, let's hang together. These ponies are so lame-o. Dweebs, 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 Pinky mimicked. Caught her right before she left town. Remember when I left the party for about 20 minutes? There wasn't enough time to play with her, of course. Had to wait until after the party to do that. Boy, am I glad I did. It's worth the flavor alone. Griffins taste like two animals at once. It's amazing. No, she didn't have another like everyone else in Ponyville. When was I going to get another chance to try a griffin? Hindsight, probably should have asked where she came from so I could get more, but I forgot. Tell you what, though. She was quite the fighter. Lasted a long time, which was fun for me. I got the chance to play with somebody other than a pony and try new things. It's too bad she had such a potty mouth. She's had so much bad stuff, I had to take her tongue out. You know, bad language makes for bad feelings, Dash. Dash didn't have anything to say. She just sobbed and lived. Well, Pinky said, putting the skull down, that's enough reminiscing. It's time to begin. She picked up a scalpel and walked over to Dash's right flank. Without any flare, she placed the blade an inch above her cutie mark and started a circular cut around it, her lungs working overtime. Dash shouted in pain and tried desperately to pull away, but the braces held her still. Finishing the incision, Pinky grabbed the curved skinning knife from the tray. She worked it under the skin and sliced the hide away from the muscle. Dash ground her teeth as she tearfully watched flesh come off. Pinky then moved to the other side and completed the other flank. Once she was done, Pinky held up both cutie marks in front of her friend and started waving them like pom-poms. Dash just whimpered. Thighs burned. 
placing the skin down, Pinky selected the large butcher knife and walked behind Rainbow Dash. Hope you don't mind. I think I'm going to wing it now, Pinky laughed. She grabbed the left one and played with it for a second, then stretching the wing out, she brought the blade down to the base. Instantly, Dash screamed and thrashed her appendage. The movement threw off Pinkie Pie's aim. She tried to hit the mark again, but missed wide and put a huge slice in Rainbow's back. Dash, you gotta stay still or I'll keep missing. She took another whack and hit the target. She swung again and again, blood sprang into the air. Realized she wasn't getting anywhere. Blade just wasn't going through the bone. Hmm, guess I forgot to sharpen it. I'll try something else, she stated as she tossed the knife over her shoulder. Blade bedded itself at a table. The crying rainbow dash heard the sound of the metal box opening and closing. Got it. Say, dash. Why do they call it a hacksaw? It doesn't hack. Hacking is what I was doing with the knife. This is a saw. I don't get it. Pinky placed the tool over the last tent. It effortlessly sailed through the bone and skin. Painful feeling of the teeth grinding, biting into her, made dash want to vomit. She walked helplessly as Wing flew over her head, landed with the fluff on the table. Pinky moved the next, started sawing. Dash didn't struggle this time. She had given up trying to fight and just cried. Then the sawing abruptly paused. Pinky was only halfway done, Wing hanging off by only a sliver. Hey, Dash, she piped up. Think fast. Suddenly, she yanked the wing as hard as she could. The bone snapped, but the skin held tight. The pull ripped a long strip flesh down Dasha's back to her romp. The unexpected trauma caused her body seize. She felt the warm release between legs as her pelvis tensed up. Dasha's loud, unending melody of pain filled the room. Unable to catch her breath, she blacked out. She awoke with a grasp. The stench of her urine filled her mucus-caked nostrils. She saw a very pouty Pinkie Pie, removing the adrenaline needle from her chest, stomping her hooves. The frustrated Pinkie lashed out. Didn't anybody teach you any manners? It's very rude to fall asleep when somebody invites you over to spend time with them. How would you like it if I came over to your house and went to sleep? Oh, I'm sorry, Dash, you're boring. I think I'll take a nap. You think I like always doing this by myself? I told you how excited I get when I found out you were next. I was excited to have a friend be here with me while I work, but no, you've got to be inconsiderate. You know, I thought you were tough. Thought you could handle anything. I had full stand-up better than you. Do I have to baby you? Huh? Is that how you want me to remember you? As a baby? Stop to catch a breath. Dash blinked and softly cried. Her back was on fire. Pinky then popped something red into her mouth and began to chew. She noticed Dash was staring at her. What? She asked, oh, this, holding it on a piece. Well, while you were asleep, I got a little impatient and helped myself to sandwich. I got it from your leg. You're not bad. Want to try some? Without waiting for a response, she shoved the strip of meat into the revolted Rainbow Dash's mouth. She immediately spit it out. Pinky picked up. If you didn't want it, you could have said no. She then ate and started snotting this. It's not like you haven't had it before. Swallowing, she turned her attention to the small can on the tray. She removed the lid, revealing that it was filled with burning coals. Sitting on the top of the fire were several large nails. Dash began to panic again. Pinky picked up the can and walked over to Dash's left, carefully picking a nail. Grabbing a hammer, she positioned the spike at the seam between her leg and her hoof. 
No! Pinky, no! Dosh screamed, no, no! The hammer came down. The nail punctured under her skin. The white heart burning was too much. Dosh pulled and thrashed at her base. Her skin rubbed and tore. Pinky tried to line up another one, but couldn't find her aim. She let out a frustrated grunt. She pulled the hammer back to take a wild swing. Dosh burst out crying and begging. Please stop! Please, please stop! Pinky rolled her eyes. Putting hammer back down, she walked back in front of her friend. Glenda didn't even cry this much when she stuck that live parasite down her throat. Pinky thought for a minute about what to do next. Then there was a sudden spark in her imagination. She grabbed the gear wheel on the rack, Rainbow Dosh on her back. She moved Dosh's hind legs, bringing the con with her. Pinky picked up the hammer again, and she drove a searing piece of metal into the bottom of Dosh's hoof. Dosh screamed again. Pinky put one into the other hoof. Then she located the small generator on the tray. Tying the copper wire to the nails, she gave Dosh a wink and flipped the switch. Electricity rocketed through Dosh's body. The blue pony reacted immediately. Body seized, muscles struck taut, her hips thrust skyward and her eyes rolled back. She let out a deep throat-shredding cry. Pinky giggled and danced in place. She turned up the juice. Dash convulsed uncontrollably. Her bladder emptied once more. After about five minutes, Pinky shut off the power. She put Dash upright again and tried to snap the delirious and drooling pony back to attention. Dash! Dash! Wake up! Rainbow Dash managed to give a modicum of weak acknowledgement. Pinky reached into the medicine bag and produced a large syringe. All right, time for the last round. Dash looked at the needle, and Pinky took that as a question as to what it was. Something to take the pain away, she informed as she walked around Dash's ruined backside. She struck the needle into the lower part of her spine. Dash flinched. Coming to the front again, she told her friend, In a few minutes, you won't be able to feel anything below your ribcage. Then you'll be able to stay awake to watch the harvest. Dosh started to cry again. Pinky, she trembled out. Yeah, I want to go home. Dosh openly sobbed. Yeah, I can see wanting to do that. The party pony replied. Sometimes, I just want to give up, say I'm done with this mess and go to bed. But you know what? You can't shrug off your responsibilities. You've got to pull yourself up and meet the challenges head on. That's to the only way you're going to get ahead in life. Dosh cried. Minutes passed, and the drug took effect. Dosh was numb, her chest to her flanks. Aware of this, Pinky approached with a scalpel. Then the smiling glance to Dosh, she made a long cut across her pelvis just above her crotch. Moving up her body, she drew a similar incision under her ribs. One final cut was made down her stomach, connecting the first two. Looks like I got my eye on you, Dash. With a moist, gooey sound, a new door flapped, opened. The sight of her own organs and lack of feeling causes Dash's breathing to intensify. Pinky sliced down the abdominal stack and grabbed the large intestines, separating it from the rest of the digestive tract and pulling them from the forming cavity. Pinky was getting jovial and started making jokes. Dash, growing weaker from the new source of blood loss, tried to shut out the comedy act. Pinky was laughing. Look at me. I'm rarity, she said, 
slinging the tube about her neck and spreading blub in all directions. Isn't my new scarf so pretty? Reaching back in, she cut the smaller intestine off the bowls, squeezing out the excess excrement. Pinky filed it through her teeth and dragged it back and forth. Dentists say you got to floss every day, Dash. Rainbow Dash was barely aware of what was going on anymore. The shark was causing her to fade. Pinky got disappointed. Diving back into the guts, she ramped up the routine. Aw, oh, don't go yet, Dash. She started pulling out the rest of her organs, stopping at each one. I know I could be a real pancreas. But you know I'm just kidney with you. You gotta learn to liver it up. Boy, these jokes are getting bladder. Guess you gotta develop a stomach form. She placed discarded body parts into a bucket, keeping the last one for a bit longer. Ooh, bagpipes, she said, placing the tube in her mouth and the organ in her armpit, and a spurt of acid hit her tongue. Ew! Oh, hey, there's your cupcake, Dash. Dash didn't hear her. She had slipped from consciousness minutes ago. Pinky, not satisfied yet, hit her with another adrenaline shot. Dash woke up from the last time, her heart jumping. The blood flowed out faster. Wouldn't be long now. Pinky put Dash on her down her back and straddled her chest. Scapel at the ready. You know, Rainbow Dash, I'm disappointed. Thought you would have lasted longer. Really wanted to spend more time with you before we got here. But I guess it's my fault. Should have taken it a bit slower. Oh well. It was really nice knowing you, Dash. The blade sunk into the blue one's throat and worked away up her chin. Coming back down, it circled round her neck. The last thing Dash felt was her skin being cut away from her skull. Metal scraping her teeth. Then she was gone. Pinkie Pie stared into the mirror. She did a really good job. Even keeping the eyelids, she winked. Dosh winked back. Pinkie smiled. Still, she was sad that her friend was now gone. It only lasted 50 minutes, not nearly as long as she wanted. Looked back to the cadaver hanging there in the center of the room. Last of its fluids draining into the pan. Yep, no more rainbow dosh. Then Pinkie cocked her head. She was starting to take notice of the fact there really wasn't that much damage. In fact, she began to think, I think the idea exploded in her head. She was good at sewing, and if she had all the pieces, all she had to do was put it back together. Yeah, just some stuffing and bingo. She'd have Rainbow Dosh forever. In fact, that's what she'd do for all her friends when their numbers came up. She was so excited, she skipped over to the body with the skinner to get started. The cupcakes could wait. Pinky had a friend to make. Silver Spoon suddenly woke up. She was on her back and couldn't move. She couldn't see. Where was she? Freaking out. She was just about to scream when the pony from the bakery appeared in front of her. Hi, she giggled. Where am I? What's going on? The frightened little foal asked. Oh, well, you see, your number came up and I gotta make cupcakes, Pinky explained. Oh, wh- wh- what does that mean? What are you talking about? Oh, nothing. I wouldn't worry if I was you. It'll be over soon. She approached the girl, scapel at the ready, when a small voice called out from behind. Miss Pinky, what are you doing? She paused and turned to look at Apple Bloom. The yellow baby pony walked up to her with an angry look on her face. Silver Spoon started to feel relief. I can't believe you're doing this, she pouted. You said this one was going to be mine. Pinky apologized. Oops, sorry about that. I guess I forgot. Here you go. She handed the blade over. Apple Bloom climbed on the table and stood over her prayer. Silver Spoon tried to struggle. She, she stared and feared Apple Bloom at her apron. A pink apron with a shiny tiara on it. Silver Spoon started to cry. Apple Bloom grinned and opened her mouth. Hey, Silver Spoon, guess who's going to be a blank flank? The end.
Well, that was a rather interesting tale. And for those of you still here, here's how you can make your own cupcakes that don't involve ponies. Use two and a half quarter cups of all-purpose flour, one and one third cups of sugar, three tablespoons of baking powder, half a teaspoon of salt, half a cup of shortening, one cup of milk, one teaspoon vanilla, one tablespoon of unsweetened cocoa powder, and two large eggs. Preheat oven to 350 degrees, line cupcake pans with paper linings, combine the dry ingredients, flour the sugar, the baking powder, the cocoa, and the salt in a large mixing bowl, add the shortening milk and vanilla. Beat for one minute on medium speed. Scrape the side of the bowl with a spatula. Add the eggs then to the mixture, and then beat them again until they're a nice smooth liquid. You're then going to spoon the batter into the paper liners that you have set up into your muffin tray. Until they're about one half to two thirds full. You bake them for about 20 to 25 minutes or until you can insert a toothpick and have it come out clean. Let them cool for five minutes and then you're ready to eat with your pony friends. Not eat your pony friends. Anyway, as always, you can email me some of your more sane stories at thepitpodcast at gmail.com. Become a fan on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Pit Podcast. And always remember that there is much drama on the internet, but only the best makes pretentious internet theater. Good night and a pleasure. All yours. <laughs> <laughs>